Thank you for tuning into A Spirit-Led Life with HMI. We hope you enjoyed today's session with Pastor Dion Hockey. Hello everybody, welcome to today's session. My name is Dion Hockey and I am from Healing Ministries International. Thanks for joining us as we continue teaching on the subject of how to have a corporate revival. I've been busy the last two weeks and I've been explaining to you how we can work together as a church to see a revival break out. And there are two main things I wanted to bring to you and show you how to do this. Our foundation scripture that I've been teaching on is found in Psalm 133. And I'm going to read it to you real quickly, verse 1 to 4. It says this, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing life for evermore and this is what we want we want god's blessing upon our churches so i've been teaching you how to have this uh, uh, how to have revival and it starts by having unity in the church if the church is not united if the congregation does not catch the vision of the pastor no revival is going to break out so we have to understand what is the vision of our leader so how do we how do we generate a revival what do we do well, for two weeks I've been teaching you the importance of prayer. And when we come together and we pray together as a church, as a congregation, if one person prays, I can hear what that person is praying and then I can come and come in agreement with that person and I can say amen to what he's preaching or what he's praying, sorry. So if he's praying for revival and whatever he's praying, I can hear what he's saying and I can say amen. Amen means yes, so be it. I come in full agreement. So it is awesome to generate um, uh, the prayer of agreement when we come in agreement to to see then what is the the hearts of the people full of and when I can hear what the person is praying I come in agreement with him okay so it is important that each and every one of us pray and get the vision of the church if we get the vision of the church we pray the vision we will see then the results coming i explained to you how the disciples when they came back from jerusalem uh, from uh, the mountain where jesus was taken up into heaven when they came back to jerusalem uh, they prayed in the upper room they prayed the prayer of agreement and we know the result of their prayer was that the holy spirit came and fell upon them we also see in acts chapter 4 when they were going through persecution they came together as a church as a group of men and they prayed and again the place was shaken and uh, the holy spirit moved powerfully and they preached the word wherever they went with boldness so this is what we want to have we need to have the vision and we need to pray the vision that's the first thing but i want to get into number two how can we uh, get a corporate revival and so once we've prayed the second thing we need to do and i want you to go with me to genesis chapter 11 and i'm going to read from verse 1 to 6 okay this is quite a phenomenal teaching and so uh, there's so much information in this but i want to read this to you in genesis chapter 11 verse 1 to 6 it says now the whole earth had one language and one speech that's quite interesting one language one speech and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found 
a plain in the land of Shina, and they dwelt there. Now listen to verse 3. Then they, uh, then they said to one another, very interesting, they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. Verse 4, they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Okay, so we find here, interestingly enough, that everybody had the same language and the same speech. And they had this vision. What was the vision? The vision was to build a tower that would go straight up into heaven. Very interesting. What did they do with this vision? And this is what I want to share with you. If you want to have a revival, listen to what I'm saying to you. Get this message to your pastor. Get this to all the people in your congregation. And uh, if you have to even play this in your church so that the people can listen to what I'm teaching. Because I've seen this uh, work in many other churches that I've been. The first thing that we need to do is then get hold of the vision. And secondly, we have to speak to one another. In other words, we have to communicate the vision. We have to speak to each other, reminding us of what the vision is. Our words carry a lot of power. Look what they did, verse 3. They said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. What did they do? They explained how they were going to work the vision, how they were going to create that vision to come into fulfillment. I could just imagine in those days, you know, the one guy got this idea, well, let's build this, let's build this massive tower in the city that's going to go up into heaven. And so I could watch, imagine the other guy saying to, to, to him, well, how are we going to do this? And he said, well, it's easy. I tell you what, come with me. Come, why don't you join me? We're going to get bricks and we're going to get stone and we're going to get asphalt and we're going to, you know, get mortar and we're just going to build this huge city and we're going to build this huge tower that's going to reach up into heaven. What do you think? Does that sound like a good idea? And the other one would say, yeah, that sounds really good. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to go and tell other people. And then he would run off and he would go and tell somebody else. And as he tells the other person, they get excited about this vision and then they run run off and they tell other people this is how we can generate unity is by the words that we speak by proclaiming the vision by confessing to each other what we are going to do in other words if your pastor says well let's believe god for church growth and and you say well pastor how are we going to have church growth how we what do you want us to do and the pastor would say well i think it's going to be a good idea if we have a um, if we have a soup kitchen on Saturday, and uh, let's go out and we feed people, giving them giving them bread and soup for free. And uh, we're going to then have a couple of people walk in between the people who are enjoying the food and eating. And we're going to have uh, people evangelize. We're going to have people handing out tracts. You know, we're going to pray for the people. And then maybe we'll get a couple of people saved. People will give their hearts to Jesus, or people will get healed. And now we can invite them to come 
into our church on Sunday. And then on Sunday, we can take these new salvations and put them into home cells. That sounds like a good idea. Would you agree? And then the person would say, yes, pastor, I think that is a great idea. And so what he does is he goes and he phones his friend and says, listen, we have a plan on how to have our church grow. And uh, the pastor has a great vision. We're going to have a soup kitchen on Sunday. We're going to invite as many people that we can from all over to come and get a free meal. Everybody loves a free meal. And so when everybody comes, then you and I, uh, as, as, as congregation members, we're going to move amongst the crowd. We're going to hand our tracks. We're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to maybe lead people to Jesus. We're going to lay hands on them. And if these people who get saved come to church on Sunday, that's even better because now we can take them and put them into home cells and take a greater care of them. And so if one person would share the vision and another person speaking to another one and another one and another one, do you understand what I'm, what I'm saying? It generates unity. It, it, it expands on the vision. It explains how you are going to have church growth come. I like that. Verse 3 says, They said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. Verse 4, listen to this. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. You see what they were doing? They were communicating the vision. They were sharing how they were going to go about uh, building the city okay so they had the plan they had the vision what did they do they communicated this vision so i want to i want to encourage you guys that are watching if you have a vision for your church then begin to speak that vision amongst your people now watch the results which is phenomenal from the word verse six sorry verse five Verse 5 says, are you, are, you, are you listening? This is very important. He says, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. Are you hearing me? Had built is past tense. So God came down to see what the sons of men had already accomplished. But you will say to me, well, they never built the tower. You know, that never happened. God stopped it all. Yes, but I want, to, I want you to see verse 6 now. Watch verse 6. He says, And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they purpose to do will be withheld from them. Could you imagine that? If you're not catching what I'm teaching you, this is so profound. God was sitting in heaven watching the people on the earth and he saw them speaking the vision. He saw how the people started coming together, buying into the vision, getting ready to work, getting ready to build the city. And God in the spirit now, God already saw what they can accomplish. You see, in the eyes of God, it was a done deal. 
God said, listen, these guys are so determined. They are in such great unity that they're going to build the city. I can see it because God is God. He knows everything from the, you know, in the future. And he saw it as done. And God said, no, 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 no. We can't have this happen because they are going to fulfill this vision. They are going to accomplish what they are speaking. So God came and he stopped it. You understand? Now, can you imagine that if you and I are in such unity, if we are in such communication, Number one, all of us, your church, the members of your church are praying. The whole congregation is praying. We're seeking God's face. We're getting strategies from the Lord, how to reach out and how to win souls for Jesus. Now we take this vision and we begin to communicate this vision. We begin to speak this vision. And as we speak this vision one to another, God is listening in heaven. God is watching intently what's going on on the earth. And as God is watching, watching he comes now and he says hang on this is a good plan what what they have this this sounds very positive and i can see the hearts are united i can see that they are in a full agreement and guess what psalms 133 says now where there is unity that is the place where god will command the blessing god will command the blessing life forevermore hallelujah and this is where we want now it doesn't help if you have somebody in the congregation who begins to complain and somebody who begins to moan and say well i'm not in the mood for doing this and i don't feel up to it and this is not my thing you cannot have that in the church we need a hundred percent unity that is why it is important for us to communicate to verbally speak out the vision to get people around you excited so that they could under uh, you know so that they could understand that church is not just about ourselves but it's about the community it is about the people who are going to hell and that we have to get as many people saved as we can amen so we have to have an enthusiasm about us we have to have a hunger for church growth for revival to come and the only way I know to do that is to get people who are excited for Jesus and who will be able to communicate this revival. You know what is amazing or, or this vision? What is amazing that I find is that Paul was such a clever man and he understood the power of communication. He understood how to generate unity. He understood what was needed to get the job done. I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10 it says this uh, and this is Paul writing he says now I plead with you brethren by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you all speak the same thing. Look at that. What is he saying? I want all of you to speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Glory to God. He wants you to speak the same thing. He wants you to have the same mind. He wants you to have the same judgment or the same purpose, the same goal. This is what Paul is saying because he knew that if everybody has the same mind, the same speech, the same goal, unity is created and the power of God is released. Are you understanding this? This is so wonderful. Let me read to you another scripture that we find in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 1 to 3. 
Listen to how clever Paul is when he writes here. He says, verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Now that is a big verse. I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord. Listen, not everybody can say that. When you are truly touched by God and you're truly born again and you have truly surrendered everything you have to God, you become a prisoner of the Lord. And that is not a negative statement. That is not a bad statement. It is a good statement because you are so in love with God. You are so in love with Jesus that you are captivated by Him, captivated by His love. And there is nothing that can separate you from God. All you want to do is be with Jesus, work for Jesus, and go hard for Jesus. Amen. That's what I am. I'm captivated for Jesus, and I want to go full time. So he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, listen to this, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. We are to walk worthy of a calling with which we are called. What were you and I called to do? We were called to be Christians. Hallelujah, you are a Christian. You are called to do the works of Jesus. You are called to be like Jesus. And I love it. The Bible says clearly in, in uh, Acts 10, chapter, uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, he says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good, healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. Jesus came to do good. And if you and I are, are born again Christians, then we are to be like Jesus. We are to walk worthy of the calling. Our job, our function, our drive, our motive must not just be, well, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. Now, our motive has to be to go out and to win souls for God and to see our church grow and to see our community unite and to see families getting saved and people getting healed. The crime rate has to drop, you know, the 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 um uh the unrighteousness that is that is so evident all over the place has to come or become less. This is what God wants for us to do. We as Christians who live a holy life, who are praying, who are serving God, we should have an effect on the people around us. So when he says that you are a prisoner of the Lord, number one, and that you are to walk worthy, Make sure that if you confess to be a Christian, that you are walking worthy of that relationship. Okay, verse 2 says, now how does a Christian work? Uh, how does it operate? Verse 2 says, we are to walk with all lowliness. Lowliness means humbleness. Oh my goodness. How many people have lost the, the ability to be humble? When we are humble, this is where God wants us. But there's so much pride and so much arrogance in the hearts of people, of men and women. You know, you can pick it up immediately. You can see when somebody's pride and full of arrogance and when somebody's humble before the Lord. So God wants us as Christians to be humble. Number two, He wants us to be gentle. Wow, how much anger is there in the country today, in the world today? There is so much hatred, so much bitterness, so much anger. And God says, no, I want you to be gentle. I want you to be full of love. I want you to be kind. All righty. And let's read this again. So what does it mean to walk worthy of the calling? Well, we've got to walk in humbleness. We've got to be gentle. Watch this one. 
we have to walk with long suffering. I <laughs> like that. Long suffering. In other words, when when you know when 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 people irritate you and when things are going wrong, you know there's something called patience, and patience and long suffering go hand in hand. And you got to ask the Lord to increase your patience so that you can have that long suffering. Not only that, He says, bearing with one another in love. We have to bear with one another. You don't have a perfect human being. You don't have a perfect church. You don't have a perfect pastor. You don't have a perfect husband or wife. You're not going to have the perfect children. You're not going to have the perfect neighbor. You know, you're not going to have the perfect boss. There's nothing that is perfect on this world except Jesus is perfect. So Jesus is teaching us you're going to be surrounded with people and you're going to be surrounded with family who are going to irritate you and who are going to make make you angry but he says we are to bear with one another we are to walk in love and stay in love operate in patience exercise long suffering be gentle be humble because when we have this as Christians we can be united together all right so let me read this one more time he says with lowliness gentleness long suffering bearing with one another verse 3 endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace he wants us to keep the bond of peace amen he wants us to stay in unity let me read you another scripture that we find in 1 peter chapter 3 verse 8 and 9 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 8 and 9 this is so wonderful and listen to what peter says he says here finally I like that word, finally, at the end of it all, listen to what I'm saying, Peter says, all of you be of one mind. We got to think the same. As a congregation, we got to think the same. We got to have that vision. We've got to have that goal. Amen. So all of you be of one mind, having compassion one for another. I like that. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted and be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. I want a blessing from God. I want to inherit that blessing. And if we as a congregation can unite together, if we can come together in prayer, come on, I'm teaching you how to have a personal revival. If we can join hands and hold hands and pray for one another and in the church pray the vision, pray the purpose, what God has put the church there for, uh, what the goal on the purpose of the church is. If you understand the big picture, we pray that into existence. We pray for that vision to come to pass. Not only do we pray, but now we communicate it. How are we going to build this vision? How are we going to go about it? You know, and when we pray the vision and we communicate the vision and we get people around us excited and we tell them, uh, you know, what's going to happen. It's like when, when I get invited to churches, people know that when they invite me, the supernatural is going to happen. 
And uh, I love it because, you know, two weeks or three weeks ahead of time before I go into a church, that congregation already begins to fast and to pray. And the pastor plays uh, some videos of me preaching. And then, you know, he will put up one or two of the miracles that God has performed. And the congregation is sitting in the church and they're watching this or they're hearing the miracles. And they, and they are expectant. They are excited for the preacher who's coming. So by the time I get there, the foundation has been laid and I can just preach and do what I do and God will show up. Do you know why God shows up? Because the congregation has already come to a place of unity. They were expectant for God to show up. They were expectant to see the healings, the deliverances and the salvations to take place. Friend, I pray for you today. I pray that God will do something supernatural in your church. I really, I do. I pray that your pastors will communicate the vision to their congregation. I pray that the congregation will join hands and link up with the pastor and grab hold of his vision and that they will pray that vision into existence, that they will communicate this vision one to another, that you will, that you will uh, encourage your members to, 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 to link in to the vision and to do what God has called you to do. Sometimes it's not easy because we want to put ourselves first. But we can't put ourselves first. We have to put Jesus first. The Bible says in Matthew 6 verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Let's make Jesus number one. Let's make His kingdom number one. And everything in our lives will follow after. I pray you learn something, and I pray that God will truly use you. Father, I pray for the audience that is watching, and I ask you, Father, that revival will come to their churches. I ask you, Father, that there will be an anointing released upon them, and I pray, Father God, that a hunger to see church growth take place, a hunger for the supernatural, a hunger for miracle signs and wonders to come in abundance. I pray for excellence of ministry, Father God. I pray that every church pastor that is watching right now, that their churches will double up in size, will triple up in size, Father. I pray, Lord, that they will build bigger buildings, Father God. I pray that the, that the, the materials that is needed for the bigger churches to come will be supplied to them in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the viewers that are watching, that they are hungry and desperate for a move of God like never before. Lord, I bless the audience. I bless the viewers now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you for your anointing that rests upon them right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope you receive this, this uh, blessing. And uh, remember, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, every night we are live on Facebook at 7 p.m. South African time. And uh, you can just go to, to Dion Hockey or you can go to HMI. And you can follow us as we teach the word every night, um, um, a Sunday through to Thursday. And you can see God do miracles. You can also follow us on Instagram and we are also on YouTube. Remember the Lord loves you so much. And God has a supernatural plan for your life. 
Can I say that again? God has a plan for your life. We have a podcast also now. You can download uh, uh, Podbean and you can follow us on that as well as I teach uh, on all forms of platforms. Remember, we love you so much and Jesus loves you. But remember, you are special. Don't think that you, you don't qualify. Don't think if you're not rich, God cannot use you or you're not big. God wants to use you. He will use you in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll catch you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost, by visiting our website, www.dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information on the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.